You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Tuesday show. I'm Pete Sweeney, here with Sean Barber. Sean, how are we doing, my friend? Hey, a great week of football. Uh, the Chiefs are 3-0, and starting the season off as nobody would expect it, but your loyal Chiefs kingdom. Uh, of course, all the kingdom fans knew we were going to be 3-0 and after overcoming the uh, Patriots, the Eagles, and now the vaulted Chargers. What's going on with your uh, shirt there today? Uh, I'm always uh, showing my military appreciation. Actually, I got this shirt. Um, this is a, a Marine shirt, but I got a shirt like this uh, when I went to Afghanistan. Last year during the Super Bowl, we did a uh, service tour. Me and two other NFL players went with the Washington Redskins. Um, it was a group called uh, Armed Forces Services, and uh, they handled all the tour and all the travel, and that's something I do every year. So it's important to you, it's important to the military, things like that. Oh, definitely, definitely. And it's also something that um, a lot of alumni players are involved in once their playing career days are over. Oh, very cool. And next time you go, I hope I expect a medium for me, a shirt <laughs> like that. But uh, ladies and gentlemen, you know it's the Tuesday show when we're talking kickers. Just what? And less than an hour ago, the Chiefs placing kicker Cairo Santos. I don't know about this breaking news book. Now that I listen to it more and more, the Chiefs placing Cairo Santos on injured reserve. And the move that comes with that is they sign Harrison Butker off the Carolina Panthers practice squad. Uh, Santos, of course, dealt with a groin injury all throughout the preseason. And apparently, from the reporting, of Therese Paler had been nagging him all throughout these past three games. He took a nasty hit on that field goal early in the game against the San Diego Chargers. Yeah, the Chargers had somebody come hot off the edge, and uh, they attempted to block uh, one of the field goal attempts, and his plant foot was still planted. It was just um, a terrible collision, and like you said, it probably aggravated some some pre-existing injury. And we're going to miss him. I mean, he's been one of our uh, most valuable point guys on our team over the last few seasons. Yeah, and – Really, as far as kickers and Chiefs history go, I know he's only been here a couple of seasons, but very accurate and really someone you could rely on. And you always hear these guys in the NFL talk about parity, and sometimes these games come down to, you know, three points, two points. So you hope that this replacement in Harrison Butker can fill in in a big spot when you need it. You know, there's been a handful of times where Santos has come through, the doink around the world comes to mind, where they won in Denver. Uh, San Diego a few years mm -hmm. back. So 
big spot here for the kid. Yeah, I, you know, I had some other guys on my radar. I was looking at Josh Lambeau or either Nick Novak. Both of those guys had a lot of experience already in the AFC West. They would have been familiar with all the um, special teams already in our conference. I mean, we have Jan Stenrud right here in Kansas City. <laughs> as well. And we also have Lawrence Tynes. Both of those guys stay in the area. So if we need to uh, grab one of those guys out of the stands, I'm sure they'll go in and make a 50-yard if we need to win the game. Harrison Butker, though, is the guy as of now. If you're signed off the practice squad, it means you're right onto the 53. What do we know about Butker? I use some Google expertise. We're going to roll it out right now. First of all, his Twitter handle is buttkicker87. I like that. Uh, so you know he's got a good mind frame. Uh, he's Georgia Tech's all-time leading scorer, so that's pretty cool. Yellow Jackets. Yellow ACC. I don't really have too much love for the ACC, to be honest. No love for the ACC. That's nah. that's rude. I find that rude, being a Syracuse guy. Uh, Butker was a third-team All-ACC pick uh, by the league media in 2016, connecting on 17 of 18 field goal attempts, long of 52 yards, making all 46 extra point tries, and forcing 54 touchbacks on 73 kickoffs. The Panthers selected him in the seventh round of this year's draft. Their GM at the time had been quoting by the, I believe it's the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, mm -hmm. in saying they went up and got this kicker in the draft because they were afraid that he was going to go in the next 20 picks. So this was a guy that was on uh, people's radar. He was one of four kickers to attend the scouting combine. So, I mean, yes, he's 22. Yes, there were other options, but Brett Feach had to feel confident enough to bring him in. Yeah, we, we always can trust um, Brett's. Um, once they compound, com compound everything and all the, the goods, the bads, the plus and minuses, I think they brought a guy who's well-rounded. Um, he's a young guy, so he could be the future kicker. Definitely a guy not only in the 2017 season, but to come back and, and maybe be part of the competition for that job against uh, Santos in the future. Yeah, they brought in a punter, you know, this past preseason, or I'm sorry, minicamp, I believe it was. And, and yeah, you get the feeling now, if he does have a good season, it might be a competition next year. You never know. You just got to give a guy a chance. It's like the Wally Pip theory, you yeah. know, coming into Maggio. So we'll see what ends up happening, but we, we do hope moving forward that Butker can get it done. I don't have to get used to saying that. I, I just want to call him the butt kicker. Anyway, let's get into some film from this game. Sean and I, as part of the Tuesday show, will watch the film from the last game and to kind of give you some of the thoughts that we've seen. Sean has a little bit of a scouting background with both the Chiefs and the Eagles, has some experience in that. So uh, definitely some a good pair of eyes on this. And, Something that was coming up a lot on Twitter, a lot on social media, is what the heck happened to Travis Kelsey in this, this game? One reception for just one yard. What did you see on film? I know it disappointed a lot of fantasy owners out there who uh, uh, thought this was going to be a great game. Crying. A little bit of <laughs> uh, for crying. Kelsey for and sure. fantasy. But after watching the film, man, I think that they uh, targeted him uh, you know, five or six times throughout the game. It's just that it seemed to uh, – a lot of the times that Kelsey was being targeted, we had some bad plays as far as the offensive line. We gave up some sacks. Bosa and also Ingram both getting to our quarterback, trying to make that uh, pocket a little bit uncomfortable. On second watch, Ingram looked very impressive. Oh, definitely. Coming off that edge, uh, he, he comes off just so explosive. Um, even against some of our double teams, he actually got there. But what I did notice is that on um, five of the um, targets that I saw for Kelsey, three of those targets we ended up getting sacked. And of those three, two of them, Kelsey. You mean actually, when Smith was looking to him? Yeah, he was trying right. to. Yep, the, the play was designed for Kelsey to open up late, late in the um, progression, but the pass rush got there before he could find him. So, would you say maybe more of a string of bad luck than anything else? Where 
on the few times maybe he would have gotten thrown the ball. It just, it just didn't work out. Oh, definitely. And two of them was touchdowns. Two of them would have been touchdown throws, easy throws, busting the defense where fantasy owners would have been really happy about Kelsey getting in the end zone and you all this chitter and chatter about um, Andy Reid smacking his hand or Andy Reid having some kind of grudge against him. That, that, that should all be washed under the rug right now because the, the film don't lie. He was open. He was targeted. It just the, the connection wasn't made. Well, there you go. Uh, the taunting penalty did not lead to Andy Reid taking him out of the game plan. Kelsey uh, just not getting the looks because of all this pressure as from Bosa and Ingram. Now I want to talk about Marcus Peters, guy who got his first interception of the year on Sunday. He has 15 interceptions since he entered the league. Very impressive. That's the most in the league. I want to talk mm-hmm. about what did you see good, and I know you noticed, because uh, I was hearing you, uh, a little, little off-air conversation. You noticed some bad, but first the good tape don't lie so you know i break down peters i see the good the bad and the ugly and so the good is that a few times um he was able to play i call a a man and a half coverage so you're covering your man but you also have your eyes back to see where you can help out on another route there's one time a few times actually against a nine route you know straight up seam route he's he's covering this guy deep but he has his eyes back on the quarterback and he's able to break to a seven route a break to help a linebacker in, in a flat route Makes the interception in one and almost makes the interception in another. How rare is it for cornerbacks in the league to be able to really guard their one man, especially someone who's running a go route, and then pick off another route? Because that's what we saw. How yeah. rare is that? That's definitely uh, one of the most rare skills that a cornerback can have because you're so you're so concerned about your your own job and about getting beat. No one wants to get beat for a touchdown, and so you you, you know when you have your eyes kind of wandering back and in, in somebody else's backyard it leaves you more susceptible to a big play. But Peters has, he has, he has range, he has uh, ball skills, he has everything that's needed. And so sometimes it's just from a, a lack of the other offense really attacking his guy, he's able to kind of cheat his coverage and play that man-and-a-half coverage. All right, so that's the good. Of course, a pick is good, and he actually almost had a second pick. Mm-hmm. What did you see that you didn't like? Uh, the bad is just in the off coverage. Sometimes in off coverage, when it's his own coverage, he kind of goes to sleep a little bit. He's playing off against a guy about eight, nine yards. They're running stop routes or out routes. And instead of being close enough to contest it, he just allows the route to be run. Allows it. Is it because he, you think he's not getting a lot of looks? I mean, we saw when he was a rookie, quarterbacks were testing him, then it got to be less, and now it's even in week one. He barely got a look from Tom Brady. Do you think it's a lack of work over um, there? Definitely, definitely. I mean, the, the game itself probably gets tough for him to kind of stay engaged on it every down. You know, 40 to 50 plays to stay engaged when you know – 35 of those plays are not even going to come your side. It's got to be a testament for his um, for his focus just to stay stay involved, stay involved, and stay involved. So that's why I say some of the bad things are just not having that focus on every play to compete, not having that focus on every play to finish. Um, Maybe you send him over and let him talk to Melky Cabrera and Lorenzo Cain. Make sure <laughs> you know get some tips on how to stay engaged when you get maybe two plays a game. It's tough. And like I said, especially in that corner, you're on the island anyway because you're in the cornerback. You don't get much action. Quarterback doesn't even look your way. But that's just, you know, that's the, and those few bad plays definitely do not outweigh his, his good that he brings to the defense. So much upside. But, yeah, I mean, listen, every player who's really good, I've heard this in the past, you're always looking for ways to get better. Macklin yeah. was the guy who said, said that, David Culley. I remember when I was working for the Chiefs, Cully made a point to say you always got to give these players something to work on. So even the best players in the league, you want to give them something to work on, and that I'm sure will be something they address moving forward if they can see it when they watch the film. Uh, I want to talk about the other cornerback for the Chiefs, Mr. Terrence Mitchell, been a guy of conversation really since last year in training camp. We see him 
get two interceptions on Sunday, but those are two plays and a lot of plays. Has he taken the step? Are you a little bit more confident in Terrence Mitchell than you were at the beginning of the season? I'm more confident in Terrence because I see him being a more confidence in himself. He's showing it on the field that he's playing, he's playing with the right leverage, snap after snap. He has, he, has, he has no hesitation to make a play on the ball. He has no hesitation when, he is, when it's time to react and adjust, come out his breaks. And he's making breaks with the right angles. And so when you find guys in the secondary who are actually taking the right angles to get to the ball, playing high point, making big plays, making interceptions, you see his confidence building up throughout the game. And like we said in the last two weeks, he's ending the game playing at a very high level. Sometimes in the start of the game, it's a couple of penalties, sometimes in the wrong position. But once he makes a few plays, I mean, his, his progression, he gets better and better as the play, as the game goes on. Now, Sean, you, you've heard of the panic button, I'm sure. Can Chiefs fans hit the relax button? Uh, <laughs> game three might be a little bit too early to put the panic button away. Uh, or to uh, push the, the relax button. I'm just, I'm just confident. What you're looking I'm for is a, is a middle of the line button. I like, unfortunately, doesn't exist. I like what I see. Like <laughs> All right, moving on to uh, Rameek Wilson. You, you, you have a linebacking background experience. Yeah. What do you like about Rameek right now? Man, this is a guy who I'm, I'm very excited about. Um, watching film on him, he has a command over the defense. He, uh, he, he verbalizes, communicates to the back end and the front end. I see him slapping butts. He's slapping guys around to get them in the right gaps. He's pointing out different coverages and different uh, man assignments. But then when it's time to make plays, he's so instinctive to get to his gap. And he's, and he's going there with a purpose and a, with a passion to create a big play. Those are the things I see that he's doing more than, than I'm used to him doing in the past. And Rameek Wilson, people sometimes forget, this was a guy who was released. So to, to go from the practice squad to make your way back mm-hmm. to now being really a prominent person – in this Chiefs defense, you got to give him a little bit of credit for that. Yeah, and I run defense, man. I, you know, when you look at from the Eagles game film now to the Chargers game film, what we're doing with our front seven against the run, and especially those guys up, those four guys up front with Houston and Bailey and Logan and Chris Jones and Rameek and DJ, those guys are, are letting the secondary just play ball. Yeah, they don't have to worry about coming up and making late and late tackles and stuff. Every once in a while, Soros gonna get in there just because he loves to be aggressive. He loves to make hits, but there is no need for them to really be overly concerned with the running back breaking out because our guys in the front end are playing so aggressive and they're they're, they're playing so gap conscious. Everybody's in the right gap. They're making plays. And so when you see guys doing that consistently, consistently throughout the game, that's a successful run defense. Now, very quickly, uh, I know this is your guy. We saw a little bit of a tomahawk <laughs> chop from Danny Sorensen in this game. Yeah. Out of nowhere, I know it was making its way around Twitter and saw it on the Sporting News. What do you make of that play? Uh, uh, if you're watching on Facebook Live, I'll do a little demonstration. Uh, Danny Sorensen just came down really with the hammer, uh, dro- dropped it on a, on a Chargers Offensive player, and I, I don't even really recall who it was, but what was happening? On I think part? it was on number 16. 16, 16 kind of got away from him. He kind of eluded uh, Soros, and Soros came back with a little bit of an edge, and the, the referee didn't blow the whistle yet, so he just wanted to make sure the guy was down this time. And he dropped, like, like, like Mitch Holter says on Monday nights, he dropped the hammer down. Not even the fourth quarter yet, and he's, <laughs> he's dropping the hammer down. Yeah, uh, pretty, I mean, pretty aggressive for Sorensen, and this is a guy that I got to know a little bit, again, uh, when I was working for the Chiefs, and this is someone that really wouldn't ever intentionally hurt somebody, so I think he might have just gotten in the fire of the yeah, play. Felt the moment, in the moment, just like I said, he just wanted the guy to stay down, and he just like Thor he dropped that, that the big old Thor hammer down on him. All right, well, that's some of the things we saw on film. When we come back, we're going to get into 
a guy who everyone wants to talk about, Kareem Hunt, and some of Andy Reid's comments from his Monday morning conference call. So stay with us. Drink run. Here we go. McCafe coffees, shakes, and drinks. Ain't no thing. You the man. Yeah, that's what they're going to say. Oh, Kevin, thank you so much. We love you. That's right. You the champ. The drink run champ. Welcome to McDonald's. How can I help you? Own the drink run, Kevin. Own it. Now get a small smoothie, shake, or frappe for $2 on McDonald's one two three dollars menu. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Drink run. Here we go. McCafe coffees, shakes, and drinks. Ain't no thing. You the man. Yeah, that's what they're going to say. Oh, Kevin, thank you so much. We love you. That's right. You the champ. The drink run champ. Welcome to McDonald's. How can I help you? Own the drink run, Kevin. Own it. Now get a small smoothie, shake, or frappe for $2 on McDonald's one two three dollars menu. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Welcome back to the Arrowhead Pride podcast. This is the Tuesday show. Pete Sweeney and Sean Barber, the Chiefs, coming off their third win of the season. Power rankings are out today. There's a lot of people calling either the Chiefs or the Atlanta Falcons the best team in the league. Good thing about that is that means the Chiefs are definitely, at least according to the experts, that the Chiefs are the best team in the AFC. And I think it's hard to doubt that right now. They're the only team with an undefeated record in the AFC Andy Reid had his usual conference call on Monday, and some of the things we found out, no new updates right now on D. Ford. DeAnthony Thomas both left the game with injuries on Sunday. D. Ford with a hip. DeAnthony Thomas took a pretty bad tackle, injured his shoulder. Uh, no updates yet. I'm sure we will get updates uh, on Wednesday. Oh, no, I'd actually believe because of the extra day this week, it's Thursday that Andy Reid will talk to the media again, so I'm sure we'll get updates on Thursday. I want to get into some of the things he discussed at his Monday morning conference call that jumped out to me. The first thing, and it's, it's something that a lot of you guys have been talking to me about on Twitter, on social media, is the penalty problem. Because, yes, they're 3-0. and Yes, you're happy with the success. But the Chiefs have been taking an awful, awful lot amount of, of penalties in these first three games. 13 on Sunday, 5 against the Eagles, 15 against the Patriots. So let's hear what Andy Reid had to say about the penalties. Yeah, well, there, some of these things were had nothing to do with swagger. I understand the, what you're saying there. So well, some of these were just flat out or holding from the, you know, and, and they were legitimate calls. Other ones were ones that, uh, yeah. And then the ones that you get for, <laughs> for the swagger part, you just gotta, you gotta control yourself. I mean, that's, that's the bottom line, but, um, you love the energy that these guys bring and, uh, and the fact that they, they're loving playing the game. There, there's no question that the guys are all into the game. And, uh, and so that's the fine line you're talking about there. But, you know, we, we've got to, you know, certain situations, you got to be able to control yourself on those. But some of those calls were, uh, I mean, we're just, we got to, we got to fix with technique and fundamentals and, Get it, get it cleaned up. 13 penalties for 122 yards. Yeah. What, what, what you can, you know, take from what Andy said is when he's talking about cleaning up some of the, the uh, penalties, it's based like the holding calls. When you're an offensive lineman or t- uh, tight end or wide receiver and your assignment is to block a guy, well, you have to stay, in, you stay within his frame. You have to make sure your hands stay inside his shoulder pads. When you start getting your hand on the shoulders, on the shoulder, on the outside of the shoulder pads, when that defender tries to pull away, 
Well, then it's easy for a ref to see that shoulder get pulled or he yeah. sees that arm come down. And it's just an easy call. Some of the aggressiveness, I mean, he doesn't want to lose that. He, he doesn't mind the guys, you know, some of the holding, some of the uh, pass interference, legal hands to the face. That kind of thing happens when you're playing very aggressive in your face, man coverage. That's football. You want, you want your guys to play aggressive throughout the game. The, some of the penalties as far as the dead ball fouls, the personal fouls, the false starts, offsides, those things that happen before the ball's even snapped, those are the things you got to get rid of because those things are drive killers. Now, you've been in a lot of film rooms before. As the coaching staff is watching this, say you take two or three bad penalties, what's the reaction? I mean, it kills the drive. I mean, you, you get your momentum going. You make a great play on defense. You get the ball back. You punt the ball inside the you know 20-yard line, and it's a big third down. You have them stopped. And then you have a five-yard penalty that gives a team an automatic first down on a third and 30. Yeah. I mean, there's just no call for that kind of stuff. And so, and, and it hasn't hurt the Chiefs as far as winning and losing yet, but it could. It, it could. So and you got to get the – You nip it in the bud. Right now, while you're still winning, you can pay attention to it. You can coach them up. You Like like Andy said, you can start fine-tuning some of the technique-type things so later on those same mistakes don't cost you the game. All right, moving on. Kareem Hunt, kind of the talk of Kansas City and in a lot of regard, if you've been watching some of these national shows, I try to keep – in contact with kind of the national narrative. A lot of people nationally talking about Kareem Hunt, another outstanding game on Sunday, 17 attempts for 172 yards, and the touchdown, the 69-yard touchdown to seal the deal, leading to that 24-10 win. When you watched Kareem on the film today, what are some of the things that maybe the average fan wouldn't notice? It's always the same thing with him. It's always going to be yards after contact, missed tackles, extreme amount of balance, lower body power and explosiveness and just his the way he grinds and grinds and grinds and then somewhere somehow in the fourth quarter when you need it game breaking play he seals the deal he, he runs with a certain type of power and tenaciousness throughout the game that is only a matter of time that one person on the defense when you miss a gap you miss a read he exploits that hole and he makes you pay big Andy Reid was actually asked about what they saw in Hunt and I believe it was last week he credited John Dorsey again the former general manager of the Chiefs, for finding him on Thursday nights. And, he, and Andy Reid said he got to watch him on TV. Uh, asked about, again, what rare traits this kid might have had at draft time, and uh, this was his response. Well, you know what? They're kind of, you're kind of seeing what the, the, the guys saw in the personnel department. I mean, you're seeing the, uh, the core strength and um, the yards after hit contact, and which is a big thing with backs and the balance. and uh, the ability to catch the football and the fourth quarter endurance. I mean, those were all things that popped up and uh, that I remember, you know, I mean, those were things that they, that they told me about. So um, I, I told you, I mean, I, I did more TV scouting, which is kind of dangerous, but um, on Thursday nights, he was on quite a little bit. So you had a chance to, to see him and you know, see what he was all about. But um is is just as a player, and I I remember his name, and he was a standout player at Toledo. So there you go. There's Andy Reid's words on Kareem Hunt, kind of similar to what you were saying. But as far as what this guy has done so far, and I know it's three games, and I know you got to be careful with this type of stuff, but he's averaging enough yards from scrimmage where he would shatter the NFL record. And again. This is a pace right now. 179.3 yards from scrimmage is not realistic to That's keep. Amazing. It's not realistic to keep, to keep up. But you have you have to say, wow, this kid 
at least through three games, and you don't really think, based upon you know all these minutes of play, that it's an aberration. Yeah, he really seems like something special. Yeah, like you said, um, we we call it uh, TDL. Tape don't lie, and that's what that's what Andy was saying on his whole thing is that those Thursday nights when when Doris was bringing him this film and and we're asking him to watch this guy, the things you're seeing on tape gets correlated game after game after game, and then when you get to the combine. You don't use the combine to evaluate a player. A combine is used just to confirm your thoughts. Yeah. If you think a guy is already good, you want to see a good combine day. That should make you feel really good about that player. And so that's probably what happened with the Chiefs. They already had him scouted, and they already felt he was a you know second or third round value or whatever the value was. And then when he got to the combine and saw him, his movements and saw his lower bodies and saw this this is what kind of physique he had. It probably got everybody so excited. So when it was time to you know actually draft him it was okay to move up to draft this guy because you were so confident and so con, con, uh, con, uh, just already had a, a good conclusion of how he could be implemented in your offense. Again, his combine results 4.62 seconds in the 40-yard dash, pumped out 18 reps on the bench press, reached up 36.5 inches, and then 119 inches on the broad jump. The Chiefs getting him in the third round, uh, 86th overall, meaning – these, there's 85 players that went above this guy, and he's clearly way ahead of everyone yards from scrimmage so far. Again, long season. One thing I want to get into with Hunt that you had mentioned in, in previous weeks is the usage of this guy because college football players, they play 12 games. If you're an NFL player, you want to play 16 games, maybe 19, 20 games, depending on how far you can go. So you worry late in the season, is Hunt going to suffer from you know not being used to his legs not being used to performing for that many games because, you know, the wear and tear of running backs. That's why running backs tend to decline after the age of 28 because there's so much wear and tear on these guys. Andy Reid was asked about that on Monday as well. Um, yeah, you get you, there, there's things that happen there. I, I've seen enough make it through, and I've seen some that hit, hit a wall. I mean, yeah. So we'll just we'll see how it rolls here as we go. The next question would be if I didn't, then you'd be asking me if I need to give him the ball more. <laughs> Sorry. I've been through that. I went through that with Jamal. You know, at first it was it was too much, and then not enough, and then too much, and I mean, you know, it goes back and forth. So I, um, I just go off off of the feel I have and experience. So, I mean, you got to we'll tr- right there. Sorry, sorry, Andy. You got you got to trust Andy Reid with what he's saying when it comes to Hunt as far as usage, and is that still a concern that you have? Uh, definitely, but I mean, Coach Andy Reid has been he has so so many years of experience on his belt. He's seen so many different players. Uh, come from so many different facets. I think that from talking with uh, Kareem Hunt and talking to him and understanding how he trains and what's his usual, you know, at the end of a of a college season, how did his body how did his body feel? Because he might have been the guy who at the end of the year when it came to the bowl game felt just as fresh as the beginning. Some guys feel worn down at the end of the of a season, and so that's the guy you kind of worry about hitting the wall. But some guys, <laughs> like Kareem does in the fourth quarter, they get actually stronger as everybody else is getting weaker. And for the life of me, I think Kareem is one of these special guys who week 15, 16, 17 through the pro season, we'll see him getting even better results from his body, more explosion. I think he's a very special athlete, probably more like an Adrian Peterson. I'm going to sound a little stupid right now. I don't have a scouting background like you do. I just love football and I love talking about it and things like that. But when you watch this guy and there's tacklers that have his legs by their hands, it's like he's got these, he must have the hardest legs, I mean, you know, whatever, but like these legs of steel where it's, it's just impossible to tackle them down. His amount of, uh, his balance, and we talk about width, right? You keep your legs a certain 
don't ever let your heels click together. Sure. And so most running backs, at some point in their running stride, when, hit, when their heels are kind of close to each other, if tacklers hit them low, they go down. It's called like a bowling pin. Hit them, hit them low, and they'll go down like a bowling pin. But his base—he doesn't so, do that. Though. His base is so wide; he keeps his feet nice and evenly spread. You might get one foot; he's able to slide it away and continue to power down the field. That's why just every game, even little flat routes, you see guys in the secondary just trying to get him out of bounds, and they have—they have problems getting this dislodging them another two yards to get him out of bounds. Much less being able to hit him in in between the tackles. So there you go. That excited works. about him. Excited about this ball player. <laughs> Cut me off. You're so excited. Uh, so that's it. That's what we saw on film today. We reviewed Andy Reid's uh, press conference. We will turn the page on Friday of this week because, again, the Chiefs play a day later. We'll be turning the page on Friday of this week to record the Arrowhead Pride preview podcast. Uh, it'll be the Chiefs playing the Redskins. I talked with Arrowhead abroad yesterday. The London guys are coming for this game. So if you didn't think the, the stadium was going to be loud enough, we got a couple of crazy London Chiefs fans uh, on their way. Anything uh, you want to discuss before we, we sign off here? No, I think I'm good right now, man. I just like to um, tell all the guys that out there, you know, kneeling for the call, standing up, staying united. The unity is the part of it that matters the most to me, whether you stand or whether you kneel. The fact that the players and coaches and owners are coming together to discuss the racial injustice is the most important part of this entire movement. And um, we, we can stand together for anything, and because we know divided, we fall for anything, so. My support is behind that. And, of course, with these NFL teams and players, I think uh, we're all in somewhat of an agreement about that. Anyway, but that's it until Friday. So until then, he's Sean Barber. I'm Pete Sweeney, and this has been the Arrowhead Pride Tuesday Show Podcast. Hello, I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation, and I want to tell you about my new show, It Seemed Smart. It Seemed Smart is a show about people doing things that, for some reason or another, seemed smart at the time. Those things might include doing a little cocaine and driving a bike up a mountain, or, I don't know, maybe racing 100 miles per hour across the country in the middle of the night with no one's permission, or even stealing a bat from an umpire's room in a Major League Baseball park. Check it out, and if you like it, tell a friend. I'm Spencer Hall. Don't do anything smart. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high quality leads, fast closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.